0: Would you like to be more productive? Would you like to feel a lot more focused and a lot less distracted? Stick around to learn some key strategies to increase your focus and productivity. Hi, Shannon Waller here and welcome to this episode of Team Success. One of the things that I've heard from a lot of team members and just a lot of people in general is how busy they are, how overwhelmed they are by work, by input, by trying to process all the information. And that's a real danger <laughs> and it's something I actually wanted to talk about because feeling overwhelmed is incredibly stressful. It's not great physically for our bodies And how can we be strong in the face of that? How can we be clear that what we're doing is actually the most relevant work? So the idea that I wanted to really talk through today is that whole idea of how to be more productive and particularly how to be focused because, well, lack of focus, lack of attention is a bit rampant, and we have lots of different inputs and stimulus that make that challenging. But really, how do we focus on increased productivity is kind of what I'm interested in today, I think it's really critical because as our entrepreneurial companies are growing, as we're growing in our entrepreneurial companies, the need to be more productive doesn't go away. And in fact, productivity can be measured in dollars of revenue per team member. That's a common measure. And we want to make sure that we are getting the maximum output for all the input. There's nothing worse than looking up at the end of the day or the end of the week and going, what did I actually get done? You were busy But it was more busy work without really being solid (laughs) in yourself that it was productive. So let's tackle that issue head on. I think it's a really relevant one. And it's easy even for people who are used to being really productive to go, "Mm, am I still in the right path? And I know for a lot of entrepreneurs, that's a question that they have quite often. And it's one that I've had with both team members and entrepreneurs. So let's dig right in, shall we? So one of the first things I look at with regard to, you know, helping people increase their productivity is to make a distinction that we make in the Strategic Coach Program between what's called focus activities and buffer activities. And this is part of our bigger entrepreneurial time system, which for entrepreneurs consists of three different types of days. Free days, which, by the way, everyone needs to have it's 24 hours, midnight to midnight, during which you do absolutely no work. This means... No checking your work email, no checking your work voicemail if you still have one, not even looking at work websites, (laughs) nothing like that, just completely disconnecting, not even any industry reading. It really means rejuvenating yourself, which means to make oneself young again, and doing things that replenish you physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, whatever tank you want to fill, just make sure that you take care of yourself. And that allows us to come back to work very productive, very creative. One little side note here, one thing that impedes productivity is exhaustion, lack of sleep, lack of rest. And even if you are sleeping, but it's not restful sleep, people laugh at me, they call me Wonder Woman sarcastically, because I wear an iWatch on my left hand and and a Fitbit on my right, and my Fitbit tracks my sleep. And then I have another app called Sleep Cycle, which tracks your sleep through your breathing, because I realize sleep is an issue. I don't get enough of it. Sometimes I get up early often, but I don't go to bed earlier. So I know lack of sleep definitely impedes my productivity. I just literally can't do things as quickly. And I'm normally pretty fast, but and I count on that speed. So if I'm, you know, circumventing that by not getting enough sleep, not rest, then that's a problem. So Make sure you get enough rest. So assuming that you are rested, though, and you do go into work, then there's often, for team members at least, a breakdown between, well, you need to break down your time between what we call focus and buffer activities. So let me define those for you. And as we go through this, I want you to think about what are my focus activities and what are my buffer activities. And if you're a team member listening, please, please, please check this with the person for whom or with whom you work because I have found some major misconceptions in terms of what the other person thinks is most important for you to be doing. So what's a focus activity? And by the way, you're going to look for having three main focus activities, not 30, not 50, but three, (laughs) the three main things that you do. So the question I ask is what are the three most important things that you do to create value or to generate revenue? And sometimes that means saving money, by the way. And the other way to look at it is what do other people absolutely count on you for? So one fun little exercise you can do, so you'll kind of play along with me here, is I want you to imagine going into work, but I'm at the door. And as you walk in, you give me all of your activities, the list of things that you would normally do. You give them to me. My arms are out. I've got a big basket. And you throw all of your activities. So you walk up to your desk or your workstation, wherever you're hanging out, and you literally have nothing to do, which probably feels a little uncomfortable. <laughs> you may celebrate for a moment, but you're like, ah, uh, I want, like to get paid, please. You know, what am I supposed to be doing? Now, what you can pick out of the basket is the single most important thing that you do that creates value for your company, your clientele, whoever, again, who your audience is, that other people really, really count on you for. If you don't do it, bad things happen. Things fall through the cracks. They don't get handled. They don't get done. It holds up the whole process. It would be a bottleneck if you weren't there. So what is that thing? Okay, so write down you a piece of paper or mentally. What's number one? Now, I'm going to give you back a second focus activity? What is the second most important thing that you do? And it may be something completely different, or it may be an activity that supports the first one. So let me just pick an accounting example. So, well, if I don't update the numbers so that our dashboard, our daily dashboard in terms of revenue, sales, profit, expenses, whatever you track, isn't correct, then bad things will happen. (laughs) If I'm not the one making sure that that's accurate, then there's a problem. Well, that's good. That's the number one activity. Then what's the second most important activity? Well, maybe it's making sure that if you have a team that they're also doing their part of that process, or maybe it's something else. Maybe it's negotiating with vendors or, you know, providing some kind of a forecast. So again, it may be complimentary. It may be something completely different. And then at least on the exercises we do in our coach workshops, there's a third box or I'm just really generous, I'm gonna give you back a third activity with which you will get paid, (laughs) that you will create value and that you'll be considered to be productive. So what is that third activity? And a distinction that is really, really useful for a lot of people Tends to be a breakdown between relationship activities. Anyone in sales knows that there's a lot of relationship activities, but lots of like coaching for me, there's a relationship activity there. And creativity, that's where you're thinking about strategic planning, thinking, designing, whatever your verb is. Some of your value creation happens in front of other people, and some of it happens not you know, on your own. So how, when you're doing your own individual work, what does that look like? What do you call it? And then when if you're talking or presenting or meeting, you know, then what does that look like? So just make sure you've got language for those things. Now, they can be some pretty large buckets. One of mine, for example, is design. So design, now I design a lot of different things, but the function is design. So that means really either creating or curating or adapting existing materials for my audience. Now, I have numerous different audiences. So it could be a speech, it could be a webinar, it could be a coaching session, it could be an on-site where I work with entrepreneurs and their team members together. There are a lot of different ways I can do that, but the design is the function. And as you can probably gather, delivery is number two. So that's one of my core functions and things that I'd love to do. It's my unique ability, which is really what I'd love to do and am good at. And you have your own unique abilities, too. So design and delivery are my two. And I can't deliver what I haven't designed. And I learned that I have to design my own stuff. I don't do well with other people's. So that was a capability I had to develop. And then my third activity is really, you know, strategic planning for our company. So there's a number of different ways that happens in certain types of meetings, but there's a contribution that I can make strategically to our growth. And so any activity that ties into that, that really is my third activity. You know, for Dan Sullivan, it's design delivery and marketing. So anything to do with those three things. So you can make the buckets large ish, but don't make them don't make them too big, not everything. <laughs> and by the way, for those people who work directly with entrepreneurs, In terms of supporting them, you can have your entrepreneur's name as a focus activity. This prevents them from being a distraction, by the way, or an interruption. But it's really powerful for team members to get very, very clear on your focus activities. These are the things that, you know, again, as I said earlier, other people count on you for. And if you don't do them Not good things happen. Things don't move ahead. Things don't move forward. Things get held up. There's a bottleneck because you're not there. So to get really, really clear on your most important activities, these are verbs. So what are you doing? You know, that's really important to capture. And that's distinct from buffer. I have a lot of fun coaching team members on buffer. Actually, everybody on buffer. Because buffer are those things that you need to do to prepare to be focused and to prepare to be free. <laughs> so they really support the, you know, free days and focus time concept. For a, a lot of people, it's getting yourself sorted. I like that expression. And that for me, when I finally figured out what my buffer activities are, which by the way, took way too long, a couple years in coach, before I finally figured out what those are, So for me, it's giving direction about my calendar. When do I want to be where is what that looks like. Now, I'm not good at scheduling. That is not part of my (laughs) suite of activities that I have any talent for. So I work with someone who does do my scheduling, but I'm the one who has to give direction about, okay, here's when I'm going to be on free days. You know, here's when it makes sense to travel. Here's when I'm going to be available to do this conference. And so giving direction about that, or I had someone working with me and I had a whole bunch of calls, but she really spaced them out. Well, I actually love them back to back. I keep my energy high. I don't lose focus. I don't get distracted. So that kind of direction is what I'm talking about. Another thing for me is actually organizing my stuff. Now, I'm a very simple person in terms of systems. I pretty much have two steps start, stop. And so for me, if I put the papers in the right plastic folder that have a colored label, they're not color coded, they're just colored (laughs) appeals to my sensibilities. So I come back from meeting, if I put this stuff in the right place, then I can pick up my next folder and go to my next meeting. But if I don't do that, there's paper everywhere. And I don't have a ton of mental energy for putting that stuff away. So I have to do it kind of immediately or it's a disaster. So that's one thing. It doesn't take a long time but it's really really important. And the third one for me is communicating with the team. And so that looks like regular team meetings, but for me most of those are buffer, but the strategic ones not so. But that's, you know, catching up on projects, project updates, making sure things are moving along as they're supposed to, great use of buffer time. So for most team members, we have all have a combination of buffer and focus. Again, if you're listening, you need to have a focused day, which is 80% of your average working day. But team members don't necessarily have that control over their time. But I have to tell you, the power of actually knowing and being confident about what you are doing that's creating value is massive. Now, in the next podcast, I'm going to talk about you know what value creation really is, so stay tuned for that. But just actually having a sense of what your three crucial activities are, not the 30 there's lots of things that you do that are useful, but what are the top three? So you've done the first 80% even just now listing and kind of thinking through what those things are. But step number two, and your second 80%, so if you think about, we have a cool little model called the 80% approach. So the first 80%, so then you've got 20% that's not you know, clear. Well, if you get 80% of that, that's another 16%. So you're now at 96% accuracy. That's pretty sweet. So by checking through with your team leader, with your entrepreneur, sometimes even with your clients, okay, these are the things that I think are the most important things for me to be doing. Do you agree? Now, the reason why I clued in that that's an important thing to do is working with an entrepreneur and a team member a long time ago. They're in the financial services, specifically insurance, and that she thought one of her absolutely most important focus activities was making sure that the paperwork was sorted and organized after the entrepreneur had met with a potential client it's interesting his name was tom he said actually no it's you preparing the files in advance of the meeting that i consider to be a focused activity filing it afterwards is important but if i don't have it organized by you in advance i can't do what i need to do and she shared that with us in the coaching session we were in. And it was such an aha for her because they had worked together for 14 years. And this was, the, it was like, oh, <laughs> now. Obviously, both of those things were happening and they had a successful partnership, but it clarified for her so much what he thought was important, they had simply never talked about it. And I think that's the danger in a teamwork situation is making assumptions and not actually talking about it and clarifying what other people think is the most important. And this is also critical because there are lots of things that get in the way of being focused, but the number one is a lack of clarity in terms of what's most important for you to be doing. So if you're not clear, then other people aren't clear, then guess what? They're going to ask you everything. So saying yes to everything is easy if you don't have a clear reason to say no. So being really, really clear on your focus activities, absolutely brilliant way to make sure that you is like, actually, I'd love to do that, but I can't because this is my priority right now. And then you can help. You can say, hey, can someone else help you? Or can I do it tomorrow at three? You know, you can postpone that, but you have an absolutely valid and important reason for saying no. Most people say, oh, no big deal. Or it's like, yeah, tomorrow at three would be awesome. You know, whatever. And you'll find, by the way, a lot of those requests will go away once you say no the first time. Note to self. So that's really key. There's one other obstacle I want to talk through that impedes people's productivity. And that is because of fear Doing things too many times or taking too long to do something. And again, I got twigged to this by a team member who said, Oh, and this again goes back to our 80% approach. She goes, Oh, I check things four, five, six times before I'm willing to hand them off. And I'm like, Well, and how many times do you find mistakes after the second time? She goes, Almost never, but I'm just so worried that I'm going to do it wrong. I'm going to hand over something that isn't perfect. And we have an expression at Strategic Coach that's called progress, not perfection. And there's something very liberating for yourself and for other team members. First of all, we think we have to be perfect. We actually don't. And sometimes we hold things up so much because we're like paranoid and we're hanging on to it. It's like, oh, it's not quite perfect yet. And then stuff doesn't happen. You know, there's marketing expressions that says, you know, done is better than perfect. I love that expression. Now, for some of you, that's rubbing you the wrong way, which I can completely appreciate, and I am a recovering perfectionist, but I have high standards. I will say that. Nothing wrong with high standards at all, but perfection, mm, you relate to market if you do that. So take out the emotion for a moment and just go, okay, after I do something once, then I check it and then I pass it to the next person because, you know, we work on complex projects. We're not the only one involved often. And say, okay, I know this isn't perfect, but it's my first 80%, my second 80%. You know, I've checked it twice, love to hear what your input is. And then guess what? That actually leaves room for the other person to contribute. Or I'll say, hey, can you do a final check and make sure this lands with you? It's powerful when you do that because it actually encourages creativity and teamwork as opposed to diminishing it. If I hand something to you and I say, oh, I know this is perfect. I know I have to hand it to you for checking, but really, it's perfect. And then you find a mistake. How much fun is that? All of a sudden you have to come back to Ms. Ego over here going, "Um, I found a mistake. You know, it's drama city. So, Skip the drama. Just hand something over after you know, if you need to check it two times, don't hand over junk. Okay, that's not good teamwork either. But you know, don't give way to the fear. Just be aware that things don't have to be perfect. Other people actually appreciate the opportunity to contribute to whatever it is you're working on and keep it moving. That's a huge part of productivity. It's doing your part as quickly and well as possible and then handing it off to the next person. You know, and the more quickly you do that, the more you experience leverage, which is saving time. So really take advantage of other people's talents and don't feel like you have to be the only one. Another way to dramatically increase your productivity. So we've talked about really being clear on your focus and buffer activities. We've talked about making sure that you're not hanging on to things too long, practicing the 80% approach, knowing what to say no to, knowing what to say yes to, saying yes to anything that's a focus activity makes sense, saying no to things that are less essential, Also, very appropriate. And you don't have to do it in a really, you know, with a lot of emotional energy on it. You just say, actually, no, I've got a focus deadline I need to make. Especially if you can get this language into your team, like I'm focusing right now, really, really powerful. Quick story before we wrap up in terms of how you can take action on this. So, I was coaching a team and I was doing it actually with my phone which is not my favorite way to do it. It was with a team. Phone one-on-one is great. But with a team, it's a little more challenging, especially remembering whose voice is what. But we did it. So this gentleman who had a completely remote dispersed team said, Hey, could you please do team tools with our team? And I was like, hmm, okay. So we tried it and it was fun because, again, they had people across the U.S. in different states. So I had a supervisor, a leader, with his team member. So they were talking about refocus and buffer activities and what they were going to do and how long projects would take. So that was kind of interesting. And one of the strategies we talked about was making sure that everyone had blocks of focus time, at least a couple of hours, maybe twice a week, just to be able to get some traction on a particular project, and that's because the term switch-tasking, which is a little bit like multitasking, only we just have to switch tasks. And there's a really fun measure that it really takes twice as long to do something when you're switching back and forth than it does to just to stay focused on it. So taking advantage of that, you know, they were implementing that strategy. So two weeks later, we got on the call again, and the team member said, "I finished this project because we always start with a positive focus. What were your?" progress did you make? And he said, I just finished that project. And I'm really excited and it took two weeks. And the supervisor was on the phone. He said, isn't that the project that you said wasn't going to be done for another couple months? And the team member said, yes, but because I had these blocks of focus time, I was able to get it done in two weeks. And the supervisor didn't know it until that moment, which was very fun for me. I was like, yes, this works. But that's what happens when we can get some momentum and we can make this a team thing and we respect each other's boundaries. So that means you know, if you're working remotely, you have to not check your instant messaging. You have to turn off Zoom. You have to do all those things and just say, hey, guys, focusing from two to four. Now, key here, let your team know the start and the finish time. And if you have a client calling in, then let clients know or make sure it goes to somebody else. So make sure you've got coverage. This is not about just disappearing for a while. And this is not a coffee break. This is about time for you to actually focus. You will be blown away by how productive you are. It's incredibly powerful. Just time to focus in our Attention-starved world is incredibly useful. The other thing is plan your focus time ahead, especially if you're staying with other team members. I actually do a lot of some focusing with other people. So we've got focused meetings on certain topics, especially design. That can really, really help. So checking with your entrepreneur and getting aligned on what each other's focus activities are. You can definitely work with your entrepreneur on this and help them. Really making sure that you've blocked off that focus time. You've got a team structure and strategy for covering off other things and making sure that everyone's protected and letting people know when you're back online. Really useful to do. And, you know, if you have a cubby, you just put a tape across it or (laughs) whatever that looks like. WKRP, Les Nessman, you know, make sure you've got those barriers in place. And then planning ahead can give you confidence that you can say yes to projects that otherwise you might have been... eh, And then there's also being smart and turning off notifications so that you're just not distracting yourself. I think that's another key point. So in the name of increasing productivity, really be clear on what your focus activities are. Communicate with your team. Get aligned on what those things are. I think what you'll discover as you put these strategies in place that your productivity goes through the roof. You will be amazed by what you're able to pull off and then you'll be able to help other people be more productive as well and less overwhelmed less stress which is ultimately I think what I'm after so I hope this has been useful and fun and kind of inspiring for you to look at how you can increase your own productivity at no sacrifice to quality of life this is all about making things better and clearer and really have our time at work and at home be a lot more peaceful and a lot more fun so any questions or comments please let me know at questionsastrategicoach.com And as always, here's to your team's success.